The state of Indiana offers three different types of scholarships that help families pay for K-12 education at participating private schools. The first scholarship, the Indiana Tax Credit Scholarship, was enacted in 2009 and launched in 2010. It offers donors tax credits for contributing to scholarship-granting organizations, which are not-for-profits, that distribute private school scholarships to students from low- and middle-income households. Charitable donations made to scholarship-granting organizations fund the scholarship. Individuals and corporations may receive 50% tax credits for their donations to SGOs. In Indiana, allocated $18.5 million for tax credits meant for SGO donations in 22 and 23. Students are eligible to receive scholarships if their family income does not exceed 400% of the guidelines needed to qualify for the federal free and reduced price lunch program, meaning that in Indiana, a family of four can qualify with an income of $222,000 AGI after taxes. In 2022 and 2023, Indiana awarded 11,405 scholarships to students across the state. 98% of Indiana families qualify for the program. There are 381 schools currently participating in the tax credit scholarship program, and the average scholarship is $2,054. Since its beginning, the Institute for Quality Education has been dedicated to giving scholarships to kids across the state of Indiana. Prior to becoming an SGO, the organization was dedicated to giving scholarships to inner-city schools across Marion County in the Indianapolis area. After the creation of the SGO, uh, it really gave the Institute for Quality Education an opportunity to offer scholarships uh, for all Hoosier kids across the whole state. This is Education Matters with My School Options. Hello, everyone. Today, we are so excited to welcome our next guest. We have our executive director of our scholarship granting organization, Mary Eaker. She has been in this role for since, since the beginning of our SGO program. She's knowledgeable. She knows her stuff. And um, when anyone in the state of Indiana has a question about the SGO, they go to Mary. So, uh Needless to say, Mary is jam-packed full of knowledge and understanding of this program and of its significance in our state and with the School Choice Program. So I'm going to turn it over to Mary. Mary, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Hi. So, yes, I've been with uh, the Scholarship Granting Organization, or IQE, for almost 22 years now. It's kind of embarrassing, really. But 22 years has been a long time. Saying that, also, I do still have a separate life. I'm a grandmother of 13 grandchildren. 13? And my husband, 13. Mm -hmm. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and now my husband is a drag racer, so I'm a crew chief for a drag <laughs> racing league. So that's, that's very just a little cool. bit of info. Yeah. 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 So, um, so that's you. That's your family. You have a big family, Mary. 
Uh, but let's talk about uh, your school choice journey. So could you share a little bit more about that? Because you really do have one. You have a really great school choice journey. Okay, so uh, I started back here, I think it was in 2002, with uh, what used to be called Educational Choice Charitable Trust. And what we did back then, we did give scholarships out to students in Marion County only. Uh, so then after that, back in 2010 was when they enacted the scholarship granting organization, the tax credit program. From then, we went from Marion County straight to state. So we went from a few schools to over 100 schools at that point. So it was huge, um, and it was pretty exciting, really. What was that like going from just a few schools to a statewide, you know, to all those other schools? It was exciting. It was great getting to know more schools. It was it was uh, great seeing students, more students who were being who were able to take advantage of scholarships because, like I said at this time before, we were only Marion County, and there were only a few schools. So when we went statewide, it was really exciting to see um, a lot of students and a lot of families that were able to uh, take advantage of the program. Awesome. So um, kind of sounds like uh, what led you to being the executive director of our SGO was a natural kind of progression and move, right? <laughs> it was. Yeah, before several years, I had already been in the program. I had another executive director um, before myself. And uh, when that person left, I, I kind of just went to our president at the time, who was Betsy, still is, and said, hey, would you consider just, you know, giving me that position? I mean, that's where my heart was. And yeah. I had already, I'd been running the program anyways, because it was at the time before Betsy came on board, we only had two employees. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> so she was like, sure thing. So, uh, yeah, it was a natural progression and I loved it. Awesome. So, uh, have your past experiences like working in the public school system, um, in the private school? So, you worked private, public. Um, how has this influenced your approach to education in the scholarship programs? I'm not sure really how to answer that. I, I know when I worked at uh, Decatur Township Schools, I was, I did several. I worked in several positions there, uh, but one of the highlights was when I worked in curriculum and instruction. So I got to see a lot of how they make the decisions on, you know, curriculum and, and what the students are going to be learning. And uh, so I, so when I went to Cardinal Ritter, or I went to Ron Colley first, I went to Cardinal Ritter, um, I also got to see how they chose curriculum as well. And so it was pretty interesting uh, how that happened, how those things happen and how they you know, decide on those things. So, um, yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, I guess it influenced me just wanting to see quality in education, not only in curriculum, but in instruction as well. I love that. That's part of what we do in student sure, quality education. Yeah. Uh, so looking at our scholarship program here at IQE, can you tell us about like the goals and the mission of our IQE SGO program? Sure. So the mission of our of IQE is to improve uh, quality education for all students in Indiana. Um, the goals, honestly, for my goal is to put me out of business. I would love to see. I would <laughs> love to see universal voucher, which I believe we are going to see in the next year or two. Um, but I would love to see that to where all students. You know, right now we have 
for example, uh, last year we gave ta uh, tax credit scholarships to over 5,000 students. Wow. And I just want to see that just keep growing and growing. I love that. So I guess that's what you deem as success, right? Um, what, either putting you out of business or giving more kids scholarships. Exactly. <laughs> um, so what inspired the creation of the SGO program? So I, you kind of alluded to this in the beginning. Um, it was really that creation, right? So when I worked for, when, when we were called Educational Choice Trust, I worked for um, a person called, his name was Pat Rooney. And his goal was to have uh, school choice. So sure. he fought legislatively um, back then, years and years and years ago, to try to get that done. And it actually, it wasn't until after he had passed away that that happened. But uh, it was such, it's a beautiful it. story to watch. Yes, it was a beautiful story. And I, and I got to know him personally to just wa watch him fight for school choice and to know that it happened after. I love it. I love that. Um, and, and it's evolved over the years, right? I mean, our SGO program, I think that's one thing that makes the SGO so unique is its ability to evolve. And can you kind of explain how it's evolved over the years? So, yeah, I mean, as far as students go, I mean, back in 2011, we had uh, 1,500 students, right? Yeah. Uh, last year for 2022, we had uh, over 5,000 students. So it just keeps growing every year as far as the amount of scholarships that we can give out. Uh, but it also has involved in, in how uh, the program has changed. So, you know, back when it first started, it was only for, you know, students uh, with the income eligibility. At, I think it was like 200, 250%, something like that. Now it's grown to 400%. There were also, you know, kindergarten where could not get a tax credit program. Now kindergartens can't. Preschool has, has just started last year. So the program just keeps growing and growing and evolving. And uh, opening up um, the the window for applications, opening up the people that can't apply. Exactly. So how does a program of such size and depth, you know, we're up to 5,000 kids, um, such size and depth collaborate with donors, schools, and parents to support education options for students from various backgrounds? That's a, that's a loaded question, Mary. <laughs> it is a loaded <laughs> question. That's okay. I think it's because everyone wants a great education. And everyone wants to see students get receive a great education. Donors want to see education. You know, mm -hmm. they want to see students uh, succeed. And I think that's why that it crosses over all the different um, backgrounds is because everyone wants the same thing. We all want success and we all want great education. I love that. And it really is the why, you know, for these donors. They want to see quality education. Um, okay, so let's let's turn to advocacy and, and impact. So um, why school choice, Mary? Why school choice? Great education. You know, not all schools fit every student, you know. Um, and I think that's, I mean, that's the, the answer. It's just everyone needs that school that it's the best fit for them all of that uh so tell us about the good from your perspective or experience what are some success stories that have emerged from our state embracing school choice for families like mary you've said it you've been here 22 years you've seen the impact 
Tell us about some of those families that, that really have, you know, been impacted by these programs. Yeah. So, I mean, I've seen, a, you know, watched parents cry um, oh. because they could not get on a voucher. But yet when we told them, hey, but there's another scholarship, you know, that you can get. There's a tax credit scholarship. You just need to talk to your school about it. I've watched their eyes light up because yeah. they're, they had hope because they knew that at that point there was um, a place for them to fit in as far as the school that they would like to go to and be helped financially. So, yeah, I mean, I've watched that a lot in, in the past 22 years. I've seen that. Um, one, of the, one of the schools that we have, a part, we partner with um, alternatives. That's in Indiana. And this one really touches my heart. And sometimes I, I can kind of lose myself in this because I know with that, it's a high school. They're all high schools. These students, sometimes it's their last chance in making it in high school. For some reason, they have not made it in the public school district. It could be um, that they've just failed you know, yeah. academically. It could be that they've gotten in trouble with the law and they were kicked out of school. You know, there's all kinds of reasons why these students are in the alternative school. But I have watched so many of them succeed and graduate from high school. And to uh, me, that's what school choice is all about. Watching those students who thought that they never had a chance and that they were not going to graduate. I mean, to see them graduate and to move forward and go to, you know, to other colleges or to trade schools and things like that is such a success story. And that's why we do what we do. Mary, I love that. I started tearing up hearing about it because, I mean, it's it's hope, right? These scholarships are hope. And exactly. Um, yeah, that's that's awesome. What challenges or misconceptions do you encounter when discussing the concept of school choice? I think there's still a lot of families who are not aware of school choice. And I think that's a challenge is trying to um, make them all aware. I want to see all of our families know that there is school choice in Indiana. And, you know, I think that just takes education, which is something that IQE does a really great job at. Uh, our advocacy team, as Sarah knows, is statewide. And we're, and we're working on that. And we're trying to get these families to know about this. But I think that's the biggest challenge uh, as far as student scholarships is just getting these families the awareness that they need. Yeah. Yep. No, I love that, Mary. So how do you foresee the landscape of education evolving, Mary? Any particular opportunities or challenges you see on the horizon for the school choice movement? You kind of talked about it earlier. <laughs> I, I mean, I see the landscape of, of education evolving through school choice itself. Um, and as we said earlier, one of the challenges is education. I think the opportunities is that we have um, in educating families, mm -hmm. educating daughters, educating, you know, parents um, about school choice. And I think that, you know, if, the more we see it grow, the more success we see in education. Mm -hmm. I love that. So, Mary, in your opinion, um, what is it that, that we need to do to ensure that every child has equal opportunity to the, you know, the school that, that best fits their needs? I think it's education. I yeah. think it's advocacy. I think it's, you know, just staying, uh, staying the course, being sure that all families know about school choice. Um, are there any innovative initiatives or future plans with the IQE SGO program 
that uh, you're excited about or currently working on? Any big things going on at the SGO? SGO land? <laughs> yeah, we call it SGO land. <laughs> um, I think, you know, we're, we're still reeling from the whole preschool uh, expansion. Mm-hmm. And so we're loving to see that. And we're, you know, this year, that's what we're really uh, working on is to build that preschool and to let our schools know that that is available, um, you know, and trying to help our schools um, use those scholarships wisely mm-hmm. and to help our schools to um, think of ways that they can help those students with scholarship funds is important. So the, um, the preschool, so like you said this a little bit earlier, it's new. It's new, allowing preschoolers into that. So that's a student in, uh, that's age four, um, that's in a preschool that participates in the voucher program. Um, how much are you seeing a, a decent amount of four-year-olds participating this, this past year? We are seeing quite a bit of preschoolers uh, that are receiving scholarships. The schools are taking advantage of it, and we're really thankful for that, especially since the voucher now is, you know, has expanded as well. The preschool expansion for SGO has helped us and helped the schools tremendous. Mm-hmm. Kind of helped to make the SGO a little more relevant at doing that expansion. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Great. So beyond your professional role as our executive director of the SGO program, how has your involvement in the SGO impacted your personal perspective on education? As a grandmother, I have got to see school choice personally in my own family. So I've had um, a granddaughter who is who'd use transfer to transfer public school, and that's what worked perfect for them. I also had two grand two grandsons that used the same thing. They used that public school transferred. I've also have a grandchild that's in a private school. Um, I had a, a, a granddaughter who graduated from charter school. So I've seen school choice in action in my own family. And it's been wonderful to see, and, I, and it's been great because I've seen them be able to succeed themselves educationally through school choice by being able to use the school that was best for them. So is there any memorable experiences that have solidified your desire to advocate for school choice and for these programs? Yes. So I mentioned the alternative school already that absolutely affirmed my dedication. I love seeing these schools, these students succeed. Um, I have to say another, another thing is just school visits. I love making school visits. Uh, the, you know, I do a tour of the school. I get to meet the uh, students. There are times when the school visit is actually uh, a fundraising event. So oh. I, at that point, I will get to meet parents and I get to meet donors. And every time I do a school visit or I do an event, that in itself affirms my dedication. And it makes me want to advocate even more for school choice because I see the importance of these decisions of these parents. I see those the importance of that and how it's and how it's impacted their lives and their families. And yes, that just totally affirms my dedication. I love to do school visits. You get to see the people and see their faces and I love that. Exactly. Exactly. And I love it. I mean, like I said, I do some fundraising events for mm-hmm. some of these schools and I'll talk to donors uh, and that's what they want. You mm-hmm. know, they, they choose those schools because either 
they've gone to that school themselves or because they have family members that went to this school. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes it's just they know the school, they maybe live in the neighborhood or whatever, and they want those families, those students in that school to succeed, and they want to see that school succeed, and it's so important to them. I love that. It sounds like the SGO is building community, you know? Yeah, exactly, yes. What advice would you give to parents or students navigating the educational system today, especially when considering all these different school options that we have? I always tell a parent if they call me or when they call me, I tell them, do your homework, check the school, find out what that school teaches. And, you know, what what is it in that school that will help your student to succeed? And it's and that's what I tell them all the time. Just do your homework. You need to know what that school is about. Um, and then at that point, when, and when they know what school that they really want to, what school's going to help their students succeed, then find out what the financial aid packages that they have, you know, on the scholarships that they offer, things like that. But it's all about the family finding a school that works for their child or for their children. And that takes homework sometimes. Yeah, it's a big decision. It's a huge decision. What keeps you motivated and passionate about your work with the IQE SGO after so many years? What is it that that keeps the the fires going? It's the students benefiting from choice. Um, And I kind of wrote down this number. So since 2011, we have seen over 51,000 students accept scholarships with IQE. And that's just IQE. That does not count the other four SGOs that are around the state. That's just us. So when I see 51 students who have opted choice and decided that that school is going to be the one that helps them succeed, that keeps me motivated. And then also the amount of scholarships. When we look at the amount of scholarships that we have awarded, it's over $87 million. Wow. And so, you know, you think about that, that's a lot of money. And yet, we could still do more. And that's what I tell myself. I know that we can do more. And mm-hmm. that's what, what I try to do is to always know that it's, it's not enough. Mm-hmm. What we're doing right now is not enough. We, we need to keep improving. We need to keep evolving. And that's what's important. I love that, Mary. I love that. And you've done a great job over the years just growing and expanding the program here at IQE. We're very proud to have you on the team. Um, you're a legend in the SGO program, Mary. <laughs> I love being part of IQE, for sure. <laughs> Mary, how is the SGO program funded? The program is funded through donors, private donors. Uh, there are individuals. There's businesses. We do have uh, giving through foundations as well. In saying that, the donors who give by individuals or businesses receive a 50% tax credit. <laughs> and which is a win-win for them. Uh, our donors love their schools. Mm-hmm. All of our donors give to specific schools, their favorite schools. Uh, and so I'll just give an example. Let's say uh, uh, someone gives $5,000 to Cathedral High School. Okay, so a donor gives to Cathedral High School, and they, they decide to give $5,000. When they give that $5,000, they give it to Institute for Quality Education, not to the school themselves. When they give to us, which is a scholarship granting organization, we then submit that gift to the Department of Revenue, and they 
get a tax credit number, which they use when they file their taxes. So, so they get 50% off the top of their liability, their state liability, not county. Uh, it's just the state liability, right. which is a win-win for them because now they've given $5,000. It's only actually costing them $2,500 out of pocket. And that does not count the federal deduction they may receive if they itemize. All of our donors, though, choose what school they want to get to, and they have their favorites. And then say that I do have a donor who gives, usually gives forty to $50,000 to one school every wow. year. And he calls me every other month and say, hey, Mary, I'm ready to give my donation. Mm -hmm. He doesn't do it online, which you can because donors can give a credit card online. They can send a check. They can make a stock gift. They can um, give through their uh, IRAs, uh, donor advice funds. There's several ways that they can give. But this, this specific donor always calls me and has me do it over online for him. He loves his school. Loves Aww. his school. He had family members that went to school there, and mm -hmm. he still loves it. So that's where most of our donors are. They love their school, and they still give to that school. And, but they do love the idea of getting a 50% tax credit, which is a, a plus for them. In saying that, I, do, I will say one thing about our donors. They are very passionate about giving. I have donors every year, especially at the end of the year, call and say, are there still credits left? Are there still credits left? Uh -huh. Because we still want to give and we haven't uh -huh. given yet. And normally I can say yes, because we've not run out of tax credits and Caesar. I'm sure we'll explain some of that. Well, Mary, what is, um, Mary, what's the craziest type of donation you received? You said you can do stocks, you can do IRAs, you can do money. What's the weirdest one? So the weirdest one was when I received a call from a school asking me if we would accept grain. Great. Great. And I had no idea what that meant. I didn't know they were going to bring me bags of grain or what they were going to do. I'd never accepted grain before. And I did tell him at first, mm, I don't think so, because <laughs> I had no idea what he was talking right. about. Well, then he calls me back and said, well, if you don't give this, you know, the donor is not going to give us anything. So can you rethink it? And so I said, sure. Let me know what this is all about. Tell yeah. me, you know, can you send me an email? with what this consists of. And he did, and it was the easiest donation I'd ever received in my life. Really? It wasn't bags of grain. It's yeah. just, it has to do with, you know, the farmers sell their grain, and then they send us a check, basically, is all it is. I couldn't believe how easy it was. <laughs> so after that, I never said no, never said no again, because you never know what, someone wants to, what someone's going to give or how easy it is to take that gift. All right. Wow, that's so cool. So one thing that I learned from you today, Mary, that I didn't really think about before was how much the SGO builds community. Uh, it's really quite amazing what, what it does for, for the school communities. It really is a community. Um, you know, sometimes you think of donors, you think of the schools, you think of the parents, and you think of the students all as separate people, right? And they are. They're all separate people. But yet with the SGO, they all come together where they all help each other. So the donor, you know, gives the funds to IQE and then we in turn uh, give scholarships to the schools to help those families 
with their um with their tuition. So they build on each other, which I think is amazing. And, you know, like I said, the donors have their favorite schools. The families have their favorite schools. We all, we, I love all the schools, you know, <laughs> but I have to say, I do have my favorite schools as well. But you're right, it, is, it does build a community and it's, and it, it's great to see how they all work together. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, I, you know, when a donor calls and says, I want to give to such and such school, and he says it's because they're doing such a great jo- job educating. I'm like, yes, that's wonderful. And, and, you know, and then I tell the school, hey, this donor has given to your school for scholarships. And they're like so thankful. And, you know, not only do we send thank you cards to, our, to that donor, but the school also sends thank yous to them as well. And so, and I did, I received a thank you not too long ago from a grandparent, which I thought was oh, so amazing. Yeah. You know, and so not only is it just the families, but it reaches out even to the grandparents as well. So yeah, I think it's, it is community building. And and I love that, how it all builds on each other. I love that. That's so sweet. Uh, what's the largest donation you've ever received, Mary? So this year, we just received a $2 million gift for one school. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. And it was interesting because it was a lot of people involved in that donation. Yeah. Um, you, you know, the donor themselves was talking to their accountant. The accountants was talking to us as, as their scholarship granting organization. Mm-hmm. The schools was contacting us saying, how are we going to use these for scholarships? You know, and, and the good thing about SGO donations is that they can be carried for nine years. So if you were to give a gift of $5,000 thinking that your state liability was $2,500 and it actually was only 2000 you still have that $500 that you can use following year well so you don't lose your tax credit just because you can't use it in that one year it does carry over for nine years which donors do really appreciate that that's great it sounds like the sg is very universe you know you can really use it in many different ways uh, that's great and i will say you know, we say this too about the donors though you know we talked about the largest gift and i have to say um that it doesn't matter as far as the amount of that gift it's how it affects those families. So, I mean, we have donors that give $250, $500, $2,000,000, that all of those donations, whatever the amount is, is is impacting families and their education. No matter how little or how big, they're all doing good. Exactly. I love that. I love that. How many schools are a part of our SGO program now, Mary? You said you started off with a handful when we were educational, charitable choice trust, but how many schools do we have now? So we have around 220 schools now around the state. Wow. We have quite a few schools. And and those schools range, too, from teeny tiny to great big. They do. They from small to big. They're also, we have um, Catholic schools. We have Christian schools. We have Jewish schools, all kinds of different schools. And then we have non- Christian schools as well as just independent schools. So we have all types of schools. I love that. And we are the largest SGO, right? We're the largest. We SGO. are the largest SGO. We're the oldest and the largest. I love it. The biggest. So we're proud the, of that. Yeah, biggest and the baddest. And and I will say this too. One thing that we brag about our SGO is that most of and I and the SGOs that are around the state. There's five of us. We're the only SGO that has a policy team and an advocacy team, and we're very proud to, of that as well. Yeah, I think that's something that uh, that makes us special is that we've got all these different arms that are working together to propel us forward. 
Right, exactly. Yeah, I love that too. Because, I mean, that kind of helps with the community as well. I mean, because we're not just giving out scholarships, we're educating. And, you know, we're helping these families find the right school that fits for them. Love it. I love it. And that's why education matters. If you like what you heard today, make sure you hit subscribe, leave a review, and share with your friends, and help us get the word out about school choice and all the options available here in the state of Indiana.